Yeah, that movie ruled. <laughs> so glad we watched that. All right, and welcome, 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 welcome to the What You Been Watching podcast, hosted as always by the right honorable, the judgmental, marvelous Mike Dudley. This one goes out to all the bad guys. Followed as always by my intrepid younger brother. MD3, Marcus Dudley, checking in on you. What is going on out there in podcast land? We are once again joined by a uh, wonderful guest. Hi. <laughs> it's, a, it's an audio podcast. Yeah, I got you. Say you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the voice of Matthew Dudley, the, the middle Dudley here. And we are here to continue our the matability. The is complete. Sorry. The, the Triforce of Power, Wisdom, and the other one, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we are here to continue our Mad Villainy Bracket, where we are establishing, so we can go in the annals of history, who the greatest cinema uh, villain in cinema history is. We had some interesting matchups last week, and we're going to continue it here. Do you want to do a little housekeeping and ask the big question of what you've been watching? Uh, I think you just did, sir. And uh, fortunately, we can all join in and, and ha- join in, in the conversation, because we all saw the same damn thing. Talking about that Sonny Chiba Street Fighter, son. The Street Fighter. Sorry, The Street Fighter. Not to be confused with the shitty Raul Julia, Jean-Claude Van Damme joint venture. Uh, But also, and then we followed up immediately, immediately afterwards with The Return of the Street Fighter. Yeah, it was gangster. Yeah, it was gangster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely check it out. It's like classic 70s. Kung Fu flick. Sonny Chiba's is a legend in the game. He's like up there with Gordon Liu and all those other guys that you probably never heard of. But if you pay attention to the genre at all, he's he's in the pantheon of greats, and uh, that's his big claim to fame. That's his Enter the Dragon is the Street Fighter. Yeah. And if it, if you are concerned about plot or <laughs> understanding people's methodology or 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 what or what they're trying to gain at any point in a movie, don't worry about it. None of that matters. All you need to know is Sonny Chiba is a bad motherfucker who may or may not be the villain slash hero of his own story. I don't know because everyone's motivation in that movie was right out the window. Yeah. Uh, But that's not what we're here to to talk about. We're going to get into this. Uh, Unless you want to get get into it and and get into more. I don't know. No, we're good. I give the movie five out of six blood packets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, an X-ray broken skull, out of, I don't know, broken hand. I don't know. <laughs> That's a, you understand the assignment, Matthew. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And the, the beautiful part about it is the first movie is only like seventy-five minutes. So immediately we watched it, and our buddy Glenn was like, well, "What do you guys want to do now?" And I was like, "What do you think we're going to do right now?" Return of Street Fighter. We're following this up right well, now. Well, yeah, Return is like 15 minutes of the first movie anyway. <laughs> there is that. There is that. There's a lot of flashback in that movie. A lot of padding the runtime because I don't think Sonny Chiba's in it for maybe 50% of the movie. But... There's a lot of his face. Well, but I, I'm sorry. Original, <laughs> original footage of Sonny Chiba. Like, yeah, there is a lot of his face. Making very strange... Karate moves with his face. It's like Jim Carrey doing like a Bruce Lee impression kind of thing. It's fucked up. And also, his superpower is that dude just shows up where he needs to be. Like, this girl gets kidnapped. He's on a boat on a river, just tooling upstream and looks directly into the window that she is at and is like, there, there she is. And then goes to a rope that was previously set up the night before. He's so good. That he set up the rope the night before because he knew he was going to find her that day. That's exactly it. <laughs> One scene could be in Hong Kong, and they'd be like, "Oh, we have to, we have to change locations." 
And then the next scene immediately could be in Miami, Florida. And he would be there. You have no idea. Yeah, he'd be there. (laughs) That's the point, is he would be there. But yeah, highly enjoyable. Rest in peace, Sonny Chiba. We miss you. We paid a testament to you last night. So thank you for all your your awesomeness. On that note, are we ready to uh, get into round two? Round two, let's do it. You want to do a recap or let's just get into the matchups and fuck them. They can pay attention to the first one. Yeah, go back and listen. <laughs> Honestly, we're, we're going to move on. We had some good matchups. We had 64 contestants. We narrowed them down to 32. Um, so if you missed the, the, the actual setups, go back and listen. And uh, yeah, we'll, but we'll keep it moving. We are into the round of 32 in the spirit of March Madness, which is about to kick off here in just a little bit. By the time the podcast comes out, it'll be probably uh, well done. With Mid-July. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, where do we want to start? Just top left again? Yeah, do uh, top left, then go to bottom right, and then let's meet somewhere in the middle, yeah? Alright, let's do it. Our first matchup. Uh, it's two good ones, very different villains. we got some really interesting matchups today. We have the incomparable Hannibal Lecter of uh, Silence of the Lambs fame versus Detective Alonzo Harris from Training Day, the great played by the great Denzel Washington. Now, Michael, when you started us off last time, you want to go ahead with you? I mean, both of them won an Oscar, so you can't uh, you can't really, you know, they, they, they almost cancel each other out in terms like that. In terms of sheer villainy, now they're both diabolical in in their mythology. They're both they're both patient. They're both so conniving and and, and such masterminds of their craft that it's a really good matchup for me. So what it comes down to is sheer terror for me. And for me, as, as good as Alonzo was, Hannibal Lecter is a goddamn horrifying individual. So I'm going to give the edge to Hannibal Lecter. Not that Alonzo doesn't deserve it because he also is very ruthless in his own right. But yeah, I mean, they're, comparatively, cutting off somebody's face and eating it as opposed to like planting drugs and, and setting up your partner... There's a little bit of a, of a discrepancy there. There's a little bit of a, a gap between evilness, if you will. Good. I'm inclined to agree fully. The only thing I'll say is Alonzo Harris did try to get Ethan Hawke's character a job. He did get him the job. I mean, he had to take it under crooked pretense, but he did get him a job. But, uh, so it's no, not all bad. <laughs> yeah, he did get him a job. It's hard times out there in whatever city they're in. But, uh, yeah, I got to go Hannibal Lecter. He's, he's too iconic. Man. Yeah, he eats people. He's, yeah, he eats people. So <laughs> I'd much rather run into Alonzo Harris and get shot maybe or something than get my face chewed off with some Chianti and Farva beans. Uh, all right, cool. Well, that one's settled. Hannibal Lecter's moving on. Uh, the next one we have is, again, an interesting one. The Predator. From the Predator and Alien, the most notable movie being Alien vs Predator Requiem. Yeah, that's the most notable Predator that movie is by far. <laughs> okay, you know, I'm sure Jesse Ventura and Carl Weathers would have something to say about that. I mean, that when you talk to me of classic Predator, that's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> okay, AVP Requiem. We are just on two different yeah. wavelengths. All right, anyways, yeah, the Predator versus the upset of last podcast. Caster Troy of Face-Off fame, played by Nick Cage and John Travolta. Now, I'm going to ask Michael to put his fanboy aside and look at this objectively, but again, mm-hmm. I think he's wired in a way that he just cannot vote against Nick Cage, so I'm going to ask him to, to look at this objectively. The answer is Caster Troy. I'm just going to go ahead and cut you off right there. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> Shout out to Marshawn. <laughs> More of you, whatever you're doing, buddy. You're, you're insanely entertaining. Uh, no, I got to go Predator on this one, man. To me, it's no question. Okay. He has laser cannons. Yeah, laser cannons, bro. And he's the predator. Like, 
Yeah. Vi- but one of them switched faces with John Travolta and then fucked his wife. What if Predator and Nick Cage swapped faces and then Predator has to live as Nick Cage and have like his life and Nick Cage has to be a Predator? Sir, I'd like to buy your movie. Here's a million dollars. Yeah, take my money. You're going to need it for Nick Cage. For a lot of blow? I mean, listen, <laughs> allegedly. We, we don't want to cast aspersions on how... However you get to that character, man. Like, whatever your method is, who am I to say? I mean, do what you got to do. But now, to me, it's like... This isn't... Popularity isn't the only factor in this one. But I just think overall... I mean, the Predator's fucking terrifying. And I mean, they're the best at what they do. Uh, damn near across the so universe. So Cage. Okay, uh, but I mean, if you put a poster of the Predator and a poster of Caster Troy up, like a vast majority of the people would know who the Predator were and not of Caster Troy. Now, you tell me which one you don't want to see standing at the foot of your bed at night. Would you rather have the Predator or Nick Cage standing at the foot of your bed? Nick Cage, you're you're a fool. You've fallen right into my trap. I mean, it'd be more entertaining <laughs> before I die. I'd at least get I don't know, fun story to tell in the afterlife if it exists. I don't know. Shit. Predator, I think you're just going to get your spine ripped off. But Only if you're worthy. I'd be worthy. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, never have I seen a man destroy so many Twinkies in one second. <laughs> while on Sarah Quill, while he tries to go to sleep and hates himself in the morning. You are truly worthy of being on my wall. The great processed food destroyer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to go Predator, man. Yep. Predator? Yep. All right, Predator's moving on. He had a good run, man. He got much farther than I thought against Agent Smith. And yet, not far enough. That man was a top four contender. Yeah, that to me is shown enough. Well, <laughs> he's already out. Uh, all right, the next matchup, uh, we got another cla- two absolute classics for very different reasons. Um, we have Jason Voorhees of Friday the 13th fame versus mm. the OG, one of the baddest of all time, the Wicked Witch of the West of the Wizard of Oz fame. Go ahead. What you got, man? I mean, it's hard. I mean, Jason Voorhees is definitely more frightening. And if I had to get in a fight with one or the other, I'd take the Wicked Witch, knowing that her power, her weakness is water. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she she is like one of the OGs of this stuff, man. It's like, I gotta pay respect to her. But in terms of better villain, the longevity of Jason Voorhees, to me, takes the cake. Even if there's a bunch of shitty offshoots and everything like that. But just for me, I'm not by much all due respect to the Wicked Witch of the West, but um, I gotta go Jason Voorhees on this one. See, now I'm torn because originally I was gonna agree with you and say Jason Voorhees for the exact reason that you said, just for the longevity. But Wicked Witch, A, I mean, she's goddamn terrifying, dude. She's got an army of like foot soldiers at her disposal, flying monkeys. That's goddamn horrible. That's two of my worst fears come to life right there. Yeah, the scene where they tear the scarecrow apart is pretty frightening. Yeah, yeah. And they're, like, pulling on the cowardly lion's tail and stuff like that. And, like, ten men's trying to hit him with their axe. And he's, like, they're just pecking pecking at him and stuff. Like, she's horrible. She's got, like, the Eye of Sauron-looking crystal ball where she can spot in on people. And, like... That's more, like, Mumra. But, yeah... Well, no, she also had one, though, no? Yeah, yeah, I know, but Mumra had the vat that he could be. Oh, that's true, that's what, is true. Is Mumra on here? No. No. <laughs> the day they make a Thundercats movie, Mumra will be on here. I mean, yeah, like, she literally holds a, a city hostage. Now, I, I'm saying all this just because, like I said, I was originally going to go with Jason Voorhees. I feel like I have to give the vote to the Wicked Witch just because I kind of feel I know which way you're going to go. 
And I feel that she at least needs to have one more good vote of representation here. So it's one of those where you could. I wouldn't be like surprised either way. Like they're they're both. I feel a correct answer, but just again. So I guess it boils down to Matthew. What do you oh say, sir? Um, all right. So Wicked Witch was one of my picks. I think Jason Voorhees. Oh my god. I I'm gonna go Jason Voorhees. Why's that? Why? Um, he's always there. You can't kill him. And Wicked Witch dies fairly easily. That's it. That's all. Like, what you got against him, though? Nothing. Right. 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 Lightning, fire, other '80s iconic no, serial he, killers. He he can't, yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah. Okay, Jason Voorhees. I'm with it. All right, well, Jason Machete Man moves on. Yeah, yeah, that was a close one, actually. Um, we're moving on to <laughs> this one's going to be interesting. The Kurgan of Highlander fame mm-hmm. versus Voldemort of Harry Potter fame. Dang. I mean, I know which one I'm going. What's your thoughts there, Matthew? Go ahead. I'm the tiebreaker, man. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Fire it up. I mean, as much as I love the Kurgan, I'm going to go with the Kurgan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, That's the thing is I'm not like a crazy big Harry Potter fan. So like I feel like, uh, I mean, I and I am a huge Highlander fan. Right. But like of just, I'll say this Voldemort, he who shall not be named or whatever, he's pretty tough to beat. Even what little bit I do know about him, like I don't, I'm not like hating on Harry Potter. I'm not like, oh fuck, this shit's stupid. Da, 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 da. I just, I'm not. That's not my geek, right? You know? and there's right. no disrespect to anybody that does. I just, yeah, just not your particular flavor of bubblegum. Yeah, and I love the Kurgan. Like I do. He's an asshole for a century, in some chain, multiple centuries. Yeah, but um, I yeah, gimmicky wise, I gotta go Kurgan. Factor in everything, I gotta go Voldemort. As much as it pains me to do. As much as it pains me to do. Fair enough. I mean, like, Highlander is the greatest movie ever made, so... <laughs> it really is. Uh, other than Tremors, I think. Now, uh, I will say, I will say that, to his credit, Voldemort is basically a Hitler stand-in. Essentially, he wants to, like, purify the world and make, like, the master race magicians and stuff like that. So there is the, 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 the concept of, like, one of them just wants to, like conquer the world and the other one's just like no we are the master race so what do you think i'm going kurgan kurgan over voldemort i am yeah didn't he i'm with it look i'm with let's do it once it's written down it's in stone so speak now forever hold your peace i mean them's the votes that's how it's gonna go that's what it is i mean we we already saved didn't we already save voldemort last last round he was supposed to get knocked out and we we had a collective I switched. Recorrection of, of, of conscience. We're like, we can't get him out in the first round. Yeah. It's just, it's just not our cup of tea. That's all. That's it. Yeah. All due respect to Voldemort. Like, to me, if you're asking me, my, his previous matchup was against Judge Doom of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And again, <laughs> if you ask me who terrified me more in my childhood, it's Judge Doom in a landslide. Right, right. But right, I'm right. trying to give respect to the Harry Potter. I understand it's how popular and huge the franchise is. And most, most stories are kind of like the villain plays a major part. So I'm trying to give credit. Like I'm not mad about the Kurgan moving on. Uh, me either. Like I, I would much rather watch. I mean, the there origi- can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> and Voldemort, you did all this without having a nose. So shout out, buddy. <laughs> shout out. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on to our South bracket. I don't know which one's which anymore. Sure. Okay. But uh, oh my god, I'm gonna save that one for last. Uh, okay, so we have Ivan Drago of Rocky Four. Okay. Versus Amon Goth of Schindler's List. Hmm. One's a Nazi and yeah, one's Nazi a Russian. A <laughs> it's a tough hmm. one, actually. Hmm. 
Yeah, again, I I was just saying how Voldemort was a was a Hitler stand-in, so I got to go with the Nazi on this one. Uh, yeah, Eamon Goeth is is a despicable human being in every sense of the word, and uh, yeah, it's I, it's hard to vote against the Nazi man. I I don't take that out of context, by the way. <laughs> I want to be very clear. So don't isolate that. I, I want to be very clear in this context. In strictly terms of villainy, this Nazis is, are hard to beat. This is this is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> your true colors are showing. <laughs> oh man. Nah, I gotta go Amon Goth. I mean, Drago's a great, iconic villain, Ivan Drago, and he, thank God they brought him back in Creed. But you haven't seen Creed, please do. But, um, yeah, Amon Goth is a despicable human being. Yeah. Outright despicable. I mean, Drago is more of, like, at, at best, he's a, he's a cog in the, in the Russian, you know, propaganda machine. You know, like, he, he's essentially just doing his work. Whereas Amon Goth is actively, like, participating in, not only, like, the hunting and execution of a certain sect of people, but like gleefully, actively, like bring a smile to his face type shit. Yeah, well, let's not give away the house on all his reasons of villainy, but okay, okay, fair enough. So, Eamon Goth, yeah, 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 Eamon, yeah he's, he's, yep, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, doggy style, yeah. Uh, okay, in our next matchup, we have uh, Legion of the Exorcism Fame versus the Shredder. Of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fame. The head of the Foot Clan. What you got, brother? Go ahead. Look, man. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my childhood. I know I said earlier to not be... To, like, look at this objectively or whatever. But, man, that's the fucking shredder. <laughs> Again, I, I gotta take... I'm still kind of caught up on what we were last week. Like, we had to Google, you know, Legion and Pazuzu and who was. There was a whole debate. So, like, I understand it's terrifying and it's hard to vote against a demon. But, like, you say shredder, you know who the fuck shredder is. You say Pazuzu, they're like, which movie was that? I'm like, uh, you say The Exorcist, like, oh, yeah, that little girl was terrifying. Like, I don't know. There is something to be brand identity. Sure. You know, sure. brand recognition to me goes a long way. And just, again, nothing against The Exorcist, scariest shit movie, one of the greatest horror films of all time, if not the greatest. Again, I'm sure somebody would debate that, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's the Shredder, dog. That's how I feel. Once again, we're at a, we're at an impasse because I'm gonna go with Legion Pazuzu on that. Just I was always in terms of villainy, I was way way more terrified of anything that happened in that movie than anything that Shredder did in the cartoons or any of the movies. I mean, like he's cool to see and he's iconic and he's got a great look, you know, no doubt on that. But just in terms of sheer villainy, and I mean, Pazuzu, man, the, it, you can't you can't vote against a demon. Here's the thing, though, is. The Legion is ordered by probably Satan or something like that. So it's hard to disrespect that. Shredder does this villainy because he wants to do this shit. He wants to recruit kids off the street and turn them into ninjas. Which, where was he in my town? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to go fight teenage... That was... Yeah, sign me up. Oh, you're going to give me swords and a mask and just let me run rampant? Yes, yeah. please. Can't teach me jujitsu. Let's yeah. fucking do this. Yeah. To me, it's the Shredder, but... Uh, he ain't Super Shredder. That's all I'm saying. He is it, the Super Shredder, too, though. He is all Shredder. It doesn't say Super next to it. He, I'm just saying. You're right. You're There's right. There's a difference between, like, an NES game and a Super NES game. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's true. I feel, yeah. I still think he's a better villain as Shredder than he is Super Shredder. Uh, I'm gonna go Pazuzu. Or Legion? Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. It's the same thing, yeah. Apparently it's not. Because... <laughs> 
<laughs> my friend who's who is kind of biblical was telling me that like Legion was one of the demons in the Bible that cast out. Da da da. Right. I don't know anything about it. But again, we're debating. This is two different characters in Exorcist One and Exorcist Two. Sure. So and two and three, I think technically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Legion moving on or? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with it. So Legion moves on against the Shredder. You had a good run, Shredder. I'm glad you you had a big upset against uh, Jack Torrance. Oh wow! Does that wow? Maybe wild card match, Super Shredder. Yeah. If it's Shredder slash Super Shredder, or he's both landslide victory. <laughs> and again, if we're taking in video games and cartoon animated stuff and everything, like Shredder all day. But we're not just simply simply cinema. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. The next one we are going to do is. Uh, the shark from Jaws, they called him Bruce on set, so Jaws, we'll just mm-hmm. call him, uh, versus Immortan Joe of Mad Max Fury Road fame. Ooh. I already know which one you're going to go for. <laughs> Do you? I think so. I'm going to go for Jaws. I mean, listen, it's, no, one, of my, it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. That shark is an unstoppable force of nature, and... Uh, yeah, I just as much as I love Mad Max Fury Road for a lot of the same reasons, this is a hard one for me. Just it's the shark. I it, it's got to be. Shit. <laughs> I did not want to go second. Um. Damn, uh, this is gonna pain me because I gotta go with Morton Joe, and I'm not as big on Mad Max Fury Road as you guys are. Like, I, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. There's, I have no notes about that movie. It's fucking brilliant. Right. I just haven't seen it as much as you guys. But I mean, I don't know though. Jaws is like again one of those like he changed the entire landscape, but he is just a shark. Unless we're, <laughs> I don't know if sharks are evil per se. You know? Okay. Go hug one. Find out. I don't think that's evil in them. <laughs> I think that's instinct. That's evil can be an instinct. And then we get into the Jaws two, three, four lane where he's just like, what about Jaws the Revenge where he actively seeks out to kill Helen Brody? Yeah, that's pretty evil. But. I mean, that's the plot at work. Uh. Also yeah. that, but that one doesn't count because we're talking about the shark, not the not the whale. Yeah, I don't know. I think in Morton Joe running the house he does where he he hoards water of people and has this whole like breeding house and it's like ugh. It's pretty grimy, especially in dystopia. It's like, we don't have much going for us, and you got to treat people like this. Like, that's pretty fucked up. I understand it's a control bid, but yeah, Morton Joe. But again, that's tough, though. That's a, I wouldn't be mad either way. Okay. Uh, Morton Joe. Do not become addicted to the taste of water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, what classic line does the shark say? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that made me laugh more than it should have. <laughs> All right, and Morton Joe is moving on. That was a tough one, though. All credit to Jaws. Again, one of those movies that stands the test of time. Listen, if somebody was going to knock out Bruce from from the running, I'm glad it was a Morton Joe and not, you know, like... Show enough. Show enough or Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is the one I think we've all been waiting for in our southern bracket here. This one is going to be super tough. We have Thanos of Avengers fame, Marvel MCU, versus... The great Godzilla, Gojira, if you will. Yeah, man. Damn. This is who did all right? Who did Godzilla knock out? Godzilla knocked out Kaiser Sose. Godzilla knocked out Kaiser Sose. That's an upset, bro. We got to revisit that serious? one. That was an eight and a nine seed, so yeah, it was Jesus. not much of an upset, but yeah. And then Thanos knocked out Dwight Goodman of. Okay, that one's an easy one. Yeah, I mean, look, Dwight Goodman deserves a spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, do you go with? 
the thing that is essentially just a force of nature or do you go with the one who is who's maybe his heart is in the right place like he's the thing he's trying to do is not necessarily a bad thing like he wants to save the universe but he's going about in a real fucked up way i gotta give it to thanos man just sheer body count alone i mean the dude killed trillions like body count alone he's got to win it as much as i love godzilla and the sheer havoc and devastation he's he's wrought gotta give it to thanos you're looking at me? I just want to know what your opinion is. Oh, it's Godzilla. He's got a big vacuum breath. What do you, like, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you going to do about that? Also, you know, like, he, like, Shin Godzilla, he's got, like, five forms. Like, you haven't even seen his final form yet. Like, you don't know what he's capable of. Wait for Shin Godzilla, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> you think that's going to come? Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Shin Ultraman first, then Shin Godzilla, too. Let's do it. It's Godzilla, though. Welcome to Japanese Podcast with Matthew Dudley. <laughs> uh, this is going to pain me because I love me some Godzilla, but man, this is a really tough one because I feel like Godzilla deserves to go on to like at least the Elite Eight, but he's going up against Thanos, and I think Thanos is like top contender, so I, I got to go Thanos, and I'll, I won't give my reasons why because he's moving on. I'll save it for okay. a tougher matchup, but Godzilla, I love you. N- nothing personal. I love you so much. And the Mad Titan moves on. The Mad Titan. The Mad Titan, indeed. Bullshit. Uh, Mechagodzilla. (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame this on Mechagodzilla. Don't do that. (laughs) He tried his very best. All right. uh, We'll go up here. Uh, Man, we got another. I'll save that one. You want to take a quick break real quick and maybe we'll uh, revamp? Sure, if you want to. Yeah, cool. All right. let's, Let's take a quick break from our sponsors. Chapstick. And we're back. Thank you for our sponsor, Chapstick, which is name brand association. It's kind of like Ziploc. Oh, is it? I should have said lip balm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. it's okay. Do you want to ruin an entire dryer full of clothes? Make sure you leave Chapstick in your pocket. Chapstick. Once you start using it, you will never stop. <laughs> All right, back to our mad villainy bracket. Uh, we are going to go straight into it. We have the, I'm going to botch this again, the Armitages of Get Out fame. Versus Sauron of Lord of the Rings fame. Sauron. Sauron. I, that's going to be my vote. I mean... <laughs> Sauron. Yeah, the dude. The, yeah, the dude's conquering an entire, you know, an entire world. So, it's got to be Sauron. I mean, racism's evil. Don't, let's, let's, let's be very clear on that. But, uh, yeah, Sauron. That is the definitive take here at what you've been watching. <laughs> it's bad, okay? Yeah, it's bad. Don't do uh, it. If you're racist, yeah, I got it. I gotta go Sauron. It's he's evil. Yeah, just it, it, in terms of sheer icons. Matthew, you agree? Yeah, it's Sauron. Yeah, it's Sauron. Yeah. Sauron. Pretty, pretty unanimous. Sauron. Sauron cream and onions. <laughs> All right, we have another interesting matchup. Another classic slasher versus a classic all-time Disney villain. We have Freddy Krueger of Friday the Thirteenth versus Maleficent of Disney fame. Michael, what you got? Uh, you know I'm going to go with Freddy Krueger. I mean, again, classic 80s slasher icon. You said it best. I mean, Maleficent, yeah, she's probably one of the OG villains as far as Disney is concerned, but just in terms of longevity, I mean, can't beat it. I mean, the dude's got, what, 14 movies after him? It's got to be Freddy Krueger. Matthew? Okay. Oh, man, I love me some Maleficent. I love me some Maleficent. Um... Although, I, in my personal opinion, I don't think she's the best even of the Disney villains, of the animated ones. Mm-mm. I like Scar a lot more. Uh, she turns into a dragon. 
She does turn into a vampire. <laughs> I does. guess you know what Matthew's vote is. <laughs> I think Freddy Krueger could probably do the same thing in your dreams, though, yeah. if you wanted to. Right. I gotta go Freddy Krueger, but not by, surprisingly, not by much at all. Okay. That's the vote. <laughs> a little bit tighter for you than you thought it was going to be? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shout out, though. She is she is a classic. Yeah, not at all. Freddy Krueger wins that one, hands down. All right. Now we got another interesting one here. Like I say that on everyone. So, yeah, they're all interesting. We've done the homework here. Trust me. All right. Uh, we have the Xenomorph from Alien v. Predator. Because that's when I... Or Alien Covenant. <laughs> You know? Yeah, we killing smalls. You're fucking killing me. Or say the one from Prometheus. <laughs> there was no uh, Ridley Scott movie before that that I can recall of. Stop talking. Just okay. stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Xenomorph versus Osmandius of Watchmen. I mean, again, it's for me, it's got to be the Xenomorph. Ozymandias is... He's a great villain, but he's also a, tr- a very tragic hero, and there's nothing redeemable about a xenomorph. I mean, the thing is is horrifying on every level, visually, uh, you know, on, on a primal level. Like we don't think like things that skitter. I mean, it's just it's got to be the xenomorph. Done. Yeah, I'm leaning xenomorph too. Osmandius does, in a sense, kind of save the world, mm-hmm. a la kind of Thanos-ish, where it's like Thanos-ish. Thanos-ish. But uh, in the sense he kind of does, his motives are kind of fucked up, but he kind of does in a way. So I got to go Xenomorph. I feel like Ozymandias would make a Xenomorph on accident and then accidentally release it on himself. (laughs) That's probably a fair assessment. (laughs) That's well within his wheelhouse, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Xenomorph. I have crafted a creature. So perfect. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so perfect in every way. (laughs) <laughs> we'll unleash it upon Sydney, Australia <laughs> and unify the tribes why, why the hate for Sydney, Australia? what did they do? I, I just picked the city <laughs> random as he is he, he already messed up New York so hey, whatever alright, this is another powerhouse match right here we got this is a big one we have Darth Vader mm. of Star Wars fame versus oh, is that where he's famous from? yes, yeah, Star okay. Wars <laughs> he, he, made an, he made an appearance in Rogue One <laughs> He makes an appearance in a lot of stuff. Yep, he does. I think he has a green lightsaber. I'm sorry. All right, I'm going to stop for real. Uh, <laughs> you might also know him from my blanket covers. Yes. Um, no, versus Dracula. So we have Darth Vader versus Dracula of just literally everything. Yeah, fucking everything. <laughs> Vampiric fame. From Ed Wood. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, from Ed Wood. I hate you both. I hate from you the so Monsters. Much. <laughs> Shit. All right, real debate time. Serious face. Uh, I mean, I got to go Darth Vader, man. Like, much more iconic. There's been so many versions of Dracula that it would be hard to narrow down. You know, you could make pros and cons for, for, for every single Nielsen. one of them. I, sure, that, that worked. You know, I love a good comedic vampire flick. Let's do that. But, you know, then there's the classic Gary Oldman. Then there's the Bella Lugosi. Then there's the Christopher Lee and Blackula and, so, and, and on and on and on. But honestly, truly, man, like Darth Vader, he's so iconic looking, and I mean, you, 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 you just can't beat somebody who is that recognizable. It's like holding up a picture of Hulk Hogan or something. Like versus, do you think he's more recognizable than Dracula? I, I would think so. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, because I could show just a picture of a vampire, and you might not know that it's. But you can show a picture of a bat, and people think Dracula too. <laughs> That's true. Like it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's true. Or they think Batman. 
No one thinks that. That does kind of lean Unless into... Unless it's the Bat logo, and then... But you show a picture of a lightsaber, of a red lightsaber, and everybody goes, oh, that's Darth Vader. I mean, it does kind of lean... Colorblind. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of lean into Dracula's, I guess, maybe the reason I might want to vote for him is because it's all in your imagination as to what he can and cannot do. And I guess the Force is kind of like that, too. Sure. But... Damn, this is actually really tough. I'm I'm sad to see one of these go. Oh, me me too, me too. But again, it's one of those. If if one of these had to be knocked off, I'm glad it's by 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 a heavy hitter such you know caliber such as this. It's hard, but I for me I got to go Darth Vader. Just yeah, I'm leaning Darth Vader. Oh, you chumps! You can convince him. It's Dracula, man. You can turn it into a bat. <laughs> <laughs> This is Gary Oldman. I'm pushing my boy Gary Oldman to the end. Damn. This is one. This is really tough, man. I haven't written it down yet. It's not in stone. Fuck, man. Yeah, Darth Vader. Darth, ah! Vader. Darth, Vader. Darth Vader. Again, that's that's a that that's one, a hard one though. That man. one pains that's, me. That's 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 gonna be a. I mean, Dracula's Yeah. Again, I'm gonna sing your praises now that you've been knocked out and and make you look like a worthy opponent. Dracula, iconic. A hundred percent. One of the great things about it is, is he's so iconic that anybody could lend their voice to it and and have a valid, you know, semi-valid Dracula that that's worthwhile. You kind of can't fuck with the formula of Darth Vader. It's, it's James Earl Jones. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, cool. Moving on to our eastern bracket. I don't know. I'm just picking stuff now. <laughs> uh, we are gonna pick up where we Mid- left South off. South Central back bracket. Pretty much. This is. Queens, this is Brooklyn, this, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, we got an interesting matchup here with Green Goblin of Spider-Man fame versus Hans Landa of Inglorious Bastards fame. You already know which one I'm going to go for. Willem Dafoe, I love you so very much, and your turn in the new Spider-Man really upped your count on Was this phenomenal. Yeah. Worth, worthwhile showing. Yeah. Just... Can't hold a, a comparison to Christoph Waltz being a smarmy Nazi shithead. Yeah. It's yeah. Hans Landa. Yeah, yeah it's agreed. Hans Landa. Yeah. Yeah. Again, respectable showing. Respectable showing. I'm glad that you made it this far, but... This, to me, is the the matchup we're moving on from. Uh, yeah, we're moving on from Hans Landa. Uh, this next matchup is also one of the most interesting ones because it's two, two villains taken from both really classic comedy settings. We have Zool from okay. Ghostbusters. And we have Dr. Evil of Austin Powers. Oh, this is a good match. This is a great oh, matchup. This is a actually. great matchup. Oh, man. I know I, where I'm leaning. All right, I, I got I to gotta take time to think about it, so you go ahead. Okay. I got to go Dr. Evil in the sense of, one, he's just vastly more entertaining. And just, I mean, I, I know that there's so many different factors of villainy, but, like, he's hilarious, he's an idiot, you love to hate him, and you also kind of hate that you love him. And he is the embodiment of... All the James Bond villains, so I feel like a vote for him is a vote for every shitty James Bond plot device, like smarmy James Bond villain ever. Uh, and it's just a classic send up. And in order to, you know, what do they say? Imitation is the best form of flattery. Right. right. So, I mean, in order for that movie to work, you kind of have to have a villain that's somewhat believable in this world. And not that Zool isn't. I, I do fuck with some Ghostbusters pretty heavy, but I mean, Zool's in one movie and Dr. Evil's in three. <laughs> To the point where they even have his own, like, they follow his story of what he's doing in jail, and, like, the people want to see him. The people want to see him. Can't argue. Let's see you, brother. I gotta go Dr. Evil. He's just so memorable, man. Like, you bear, like you see Zool for, like, what, what, 
two minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then they fight a fucking marshmallow. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's Doctor Evil. The Stay Puff Marshmallow does kind of steal the show. Doctor Evil kind of runs it. It's gonna be unanimous. I'm gonna go with uh, Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. And and I'll tell you what it was. I was I was leaning towards Zool just because being an interdimensional world conqueror is kind of badass. But then you said. Dr. Evil is infinitely much more entertaining. And I had, like, 100% agree with you on that one. Like, I got way more joy and entertainment out of watching Dr. Evil over three movies than Zool ever did in the limited time that they were on screen. So, as much as I hate it, Dr. Evil's got to be gotta be the one that goes for He's the man. He's, he's the, it's in his name. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? It's in his name. Anyways, all right. Um, another fun matchup here. We got... How 9000 of Space Odyssey, yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey, and I'm going to mess up this name again, Anton Chinger. Chigur. Chinger. Chigur. Chingy? Yeah, uh, of um, No Country for Old Men. Cold calculating robot versus almost robotic Cold killer. Cold calculating psychopathic yeah. killer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with with Anton Chigur on this one. Uh He's just, he is so captivating in that movie. He's so, it's so hard not to watch him and just be totally into it. Um, as much as Hal is a terrifying prospect of humanity's creation gone wrong, um, I kind of feel like it's been done better in other movies. So I'm going to go with No Country for Old Men on that one. Uh, this is tough because I'm not as versed in 2001 as you guys are. Mm-hmm. What I remember is like I'm afraid I can't let you do that. You know all all the things that have stood the right the, that are in the pop culture lexicon of that movie. I certainly remember, but I don't know, man. I one got an Oscar for it, the other one's a calculating robot. <laughs> it, again, it pains me. I, I think Hal's a phenomenal villain. I, think, I mean, to be fair, he did win an Oscar for that one too. Not the actual robot. No. <laughs> the, the robot guy. Also, I have no idea that that's true. I was <laughs> just firing off from the hip. So. And it opens fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cutting off the oxygen's pretty fucked up, though. Yeah, I feel like he deserves to go higher into the Sweet 16, HAL 9000, but in order for that to happen, he'd have to knock off No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I gotta go Anton Chigur. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter what I think. Then. It does matter what you think. <laughs> no, I, what, what, what you, you were going to say, Hal? I no, I think I'm going to go Anton Chigurh. Um The reason is because I think that he would figure out how early on. Oh, really? I do. Yeah, I, I don't think he would be in the same position that the astronauts were in 2001, where they were waiting for their life to be in that position, and where Hal is cutting off the oxygen. I think Anton would have made the first move. Like he would have tried to kill Hal preemptively. Yes. <laughs> He's just going up to each one of the red dots with his well, little I mean, cow. That's project. how they kill him. The, the, <laughs> the they open the, the like memory banks, right? Mm-hmm. In the thing. He would have done that earlier on. As thing as soon as things started going soft, he would have just fucked his the plug. Yeah. He'd have been like that's what I think. I don't know. He'd have been like, Hal, before you go cut my hair. <laughs> I want it short where it's supposed to be long. <laughs> and long where it's supposed to be short. Do you like your odds? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, uh, he's, he's just a psychopathic thinker. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's really he's really good in it too. Uh, this one's pretty fun. Two almost comedic people. Uh, we have Hans Gruber of Die Hard fame versus the Joker. I'm gonna go Joker on this one. I mean, psychopathic killer again. Just in terms of sheer body count, as much as I appreciate Hans Gruber being a cold, calculating, dastardly dude, it's the Joker, man. Yeah, it's the Joker. It, bad matchup. 
Nah, it's all right. I mean, how did who did Hans Gruber knock out to get here? John Doe from Seven. Oh yeah, that would have been a much better matchup. Well, God we already did it. that match. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what say okay. you, bro? Yeah, I, got... I mean, it's it's the group, but uh, what's he up against? Joker. Yeah, it's Joker. I mean, like big gun, shoot him, done. Yeah. He wouldn't play for all this. He'd just blow up the building and be like, what was your plan again? Oh, right. I have a better one? Okay, cool. Right, right, right. right. Uh, all right, we are getting on into the, what are we in now? That was the Sweet 16. We are getting into the Elite 8. Elite 8, 8, 8, 8. Uh, we are going to start it back up top, uh, up here, in our North Division. I don't know which one. I, don't follow along at home. It's eight. all nonsense. I'm assigning them as I go, different things. Uh, okay, we have Hannibal Lecter versus Predator. Oh man! Again, yeah. it's got to be Hannibal Lecter for all the for all the reasons I previously listed. I mean, the dude's a cold, cal- calculating psychopath, and he's charming as fuck. And and yeah, it's it's got to be him. Yeah, I gotta go Hannibal Lecter. It's. I think Predator would find Hannibal Lecter and be like, "I don't want to mess with that dude." <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, "He's worthy enough, but am he's I worthy? I am. Am I? Am I? Yeah." <laughs> Hannibal Lecter would like read him. Like, love and peace or something, or what is it? War and peace. <laughs> yeah, war and peace. Yeah, I'll say love and peace. War and peace, and he'd be like, I kind of like this guy, and then he'd rip his nose off. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Hannibal Lecter, he's too iconic for me. I mean, not that the Predator isn't, but, I mean, come on. Uh, okay, Jason Voorhees versus the Kurgan. Ah, oh, shit. Mm. Now, we've already established that the Kurgan is from the greatest movie of all time. We have, we have, we have. One of three movies that are just the And I'll tell you time. what, I'll tell you what, it pains me. Kurgan, you've had a good run. But here comes fucking Jason Voorhees swinging that machete, cutting you, cutting your head right off, bro. It's, it's, it's gotta be Jason. Just sheer iconography. I mean, there's not too many Kurgan t-shirts out there, but I'm seeing a lot of Jason Voorhees t-shirts. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree. I think Jason Voorhees is, he's, in my opinion, my favorite slasher of all the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, good run, though. Good run. Kurgan. Kurgan knocked out Voldemort. Jesus. I mean. And Judge Do- or <laughs> Yeah, he knocked out, yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, it's, it's. It's Jason? Yeah, it's yeah, Okay, Jason. moving on. Jason. I mean, we know Kurgan's weakness. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. and he's, a, he's great. He's great, by all stretches of the word. All right, we are moving back on. We are into getting down to what is going to be our Elite Eight still. Uh, we have Thanos versus Immortan Joe. No disrespect to Immortan Joe. You, you've had a great run. Yeah, right, it's time to go, dude. It's You're, you're not going to beat the Mad Titan on this one. Yeah. In term- Chrome, Chrome Valhalla for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For you. Chrome Valhalla for you, boss. We witnessed you, bro. We witnessed you. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's no disrespect. He's a great villain, but um, were you leaning towards a Morton Joe Matthew? No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Moving on. We have Legion slash Pazuzu slash The Exorcist, whatever the hell you want to call it, versus Amon Goth. <laughs> oh Jesus! See, this is exactly what I didn't want. I've been rooting for demons and Nazis the whole time, and then it's now I have a, now, I'm, now I have to split. Who's who do you like better, Michael? Oh, don't even no, we're no, <laughs> no, no. I I would say I like demons better. <laughs> That's an easy answer for me. Easy answer. There. 
I mean, <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, to me, I don't, I don't know what the back and forth was about. Uh, anyways. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say I, I, I probably watch Schindler's List more than I should. I just, that movie fascinates me. I Like, the performances are just so good. I, I'm not going to go into that, but I'm a big fan of that, and that guy creeps me out every time I still see it. I'm going to get into some of the points as to why. So, because if I think he's probably going to move on, but we'll see if I need to debate more, depending mm-hmm. on your vote. But um, to me, it's Amon Goth. That guy's outright despicable. Yeah, I mean, he's he's horrible. I, I, I've seen Exorcist a lot more than I have Schindler's List. Um, so it's hard for me to vote against that, but I mean, of the, of the couple of times I've seen Schindler's List, it, it, just outright loathing for a character like Pazuzu brings more of a terror factor, you know, just in terms of, I, I would be much more afraid of that, but in terms of villainy, there's a, there's an aspect of pure loathing for the character that you should have. And I think he has that in spades. So once again, I'm going to go with the Nazi. Yep. Matthew, any any thoughts on the matter? <laughs> uh, I've never seen Schindler's List. Really? You never. Nope. Do you know, know anything about the character though? I mean, you know so it's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I would go Legion, honestly. Terrifying. Linda Blair. Come on. I I'm inclined to agree with you it, it, on 99.9 percent of of that of the time, but this is the one instance where I think maybe just edged out just a little bit. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, the concept is horrifying, but the other one's a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to uh, our, our North bracket or whatever the hell this one is. I, I don't know. Fuck it. Bracket two. Play along at home. I don't know. You'll figure it out. Um, we have... Sauron of Lord of the Rings versus Freddy Krueger. Hmm. Damn, this is a heavy hitter. Okay. That one's actually pretty tough. This is a heavy hitter. Because iconic, you gotta go Freddy. Well, I don't know. Sauron, yeah. You don't you just know the eye, but that's not even his physical form, which is still pretty terrifying. Again, and, and that's sort of my thing is why I'm leading leaning towards Freddy Krueger is because Freddy Krueger like Sauron, the concept is terrifying. Like it's it's the idea of the unstoppable army of evil, the the idea of the the rebirth of darkness and misery. Whereas Freddy Krueger is a very real, very tangible, you know, physical being that that well, not physical, but like in your dreams is a physical being that can really hurt you. So, as much as the concept of of an unstoppable army is is terrifying, I am much more terrified of oh, I can't go to sleep ever again because otherwise I'm going to get eaten by demonic knife finger man like I got to go Freddy Krueger on this one fair enough fair enough Matthew I might need some persuasion on this one can you help me Sauron is like Tom Brady rings he's got him <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a, a uh, vote for or an endorsement or a condemnation uh, it, Sauron he's evil as fuck he's got works yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to lean more Sauron on this one. Okay. Uh, but again, Freddy Krueger, man, you're you're the shit, dude. The I, I, like you said, man, the idea of like I'd much rather fight Jason because at least I know I could. Well, probably not. You could outrun or try something. Like the idea of it coming in your sleep is just like ugh, right, terrifying. Yeah, isolate that. By the way, that's a good <laughs> context. All right, so Sauron is moving on. It was a close one though. All right, 
Darth Vader versus the Xenomorph. I mean, hands down, it's going to be Darth Vader. Again, I, Xenomorph is is one of my favorite horror... You know, the, the Alien franchise is one of my favorite horror franchises ever. And, and then, especially when it goes into the action uh, aspect of the second one. But Darth Vader, I mean... Pure, pure icon, pure icon, pure, pure, you know, just recognizability. It's got to be dark. You're not going to bring up Alien Resurrection. No, we're no, no one is ever going to bring up Alien Resurrection of the great ever. quadrilogy. No, we're not. No. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to Arthur. Vader. Yeah. Any arguments, Matthew? Uh, H.R. Giger, but okay. Who? <laughs> the the creator of Xenomorphs. Oh, well, give a shout out. I don't know who this uh, is. Hans Reddy Giger is amazing, and the creator of uh, Xenomorphs. And all of Aliens also worked on Dune and a shitload of other stuff. I learned something new today here at What You Been Watching. If you saw any of his art, you would immediately be like, oh, that looks very alien-esque. It, like it's he, horny. He's, he's very, like, biomechanics and, like... Horny. Sort of... <laughs> I kind of feel like you could say that about all art, though. Yeah, but him specifically. <laughs> he, he was going through some sexual stuff. I, I don't know. Oh. I learned something new today. <laughs> Welcome to the Sexual Awakening Podcast with Matt Dudley. <laughs> with the hidden phallic symbols. Break it down here. Uh, yeah, he did the cover for um, Dead Kennedys. Uh, oh my god. It's dicks and vaginas penetrating in repetition. Oh. That's Let's the cover. That album, and it was banned. <laughs> nice. Available nice. at your local music store. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Your retro vinyl shop. <laughs> um, they still exist in small pockets. But yeah, I gotta go Darth Vader. And I'd learn something new, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Cool. What's Frank his name? Christ. Frank and Christ. That's the name of the album. Frank and Christ. Okay. <laughs> What's his name again? Hans H- Reddy Giger. H.R. Geiger. Giger. H.R. Shoving stuff? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. We are into one, two, three. Hmm. Oh, wait. No, we got more. Uh, we have... Hans Landa versus Dr. Evil. I just got to be real here. Dr. Evil, I am so glad you made it to the Elite. Yeah. You went much further than I thought you were going to, but I got to yield at Hans Landa. For, from, uh, what's, Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. I'm very proud of Dr. Evil, though. I'm super proud he, he went as far as he did. Yeah, uh, once again, I got to give it to Christoph Waltz, and just that performance is so captivating, and, and you, I was talking about, a character that you love to hate, and Hans Landa is definitely that. So, gonna go with that. It's Doctor Evil for me. <laughs> it's. I'll tell you this. It's closer than it should be in my mind. Again, Doctor Evil, like. He's okay. The shit, man. You tell me the pros of Nazism, Marcus. Um, that's not what I said. <laughs> that's not what I said at all. Defend your position. I was just saying uh, it's closer than it should be. Is all I'm saying. Dr. Evil also secretly owns Starbucks, apparently, because his number two owns it, and number two, he's his number two, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He bought stock in it. Yeah. That's right. Majority share Think about it, man. Yeah. Hans Landa's broke, dog. <laughs> he's broke. He ain't got succulent lobsters and steaks and all kinds of Cadillacs <laughs> and shit. Or a big boy rocket. Dr. Evil does have a hideout in liquid hot molten magma. <laughs> Sharks with laser beams. Damn it, he's actually really making a really compelling. <laughs> Would you about swing and vote? That would be a biggest upset of all fucking time. I mean, yeah. Man, fuck, I. I don't want to be the deciding factor on this one, but he does have to be. He does make a really compelling argument for Doctor Evil. <laughs> I love that you talked yourself. He treats his child like shit too. Yeah, and Hans Landa's broke. Let me just reiterate that. That motherfucker's broke. 
And money is, the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> now, fuck, this might be the, you're about to be pissed at me. Might, might I make a counter argument? Yeah, please. One of them's a Nazi. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> evil is in his name. That's the thing, though. <laughs> Alright, I'm trying to remove my fanboyism here. You're not gonna. You're not gonna remove it. No. Nah, <laughs> he does make a good point, man. He, he took the time to fund. He wanted sharks with laser beams on their head. That didn't happen. He got pissed when they got really angry sea bass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty evil. <laughs> he was dumping motherfuckers over in chair and fire. I mean, it only badly burned them, so. No, he killed a couple of them. <laughs> not Will Ferrell, though. The unconquerable Will Ferrell. Fuck, man. I don't want to. I gotta decide, though, don't I? You do. This is tough. Dr. Evil or Hans Landa? Dr. Evil's moving on. Oh, shit. Can't believe I just did that. upset. I can't believe it. No. Ah, fuck. Oh, jeez. Damn, that's... I'm writing it. It's it's in. I can't go back on it. I can't go back on it. Dr. Evil over over Hans Landa. That is locked in. That's... It's locked now. I can't go back on it. Damn, that was... Okay. I gotta move on because I'll just sit here and be mad at myself. (laughs) I'm shocked by that one. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them. <laughs> He's a great villain. Like all all jokes aside, Doctor Evil is a fucking phenomenal villain compared to the Nazi. You, <laughs> I think you just like saying that. I understand that point I mean, the first it's, time. It's just, it's worth. I mean, it, it is a point you can hang your hat on. I mean, it's yeah, but it's it's locked in now. It's Doctor Evil, okay. and the biggest upset of the entire match thus far. All right, now we have Joker. Versus Anton Chinger. Chigger. Oh, man. To me, it's Joker, man. He's too fucking maniacal. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Joker. I think Anton made a really good run, and he, especially considering he showed up for, I mean, he's not even the main character in his own movie. And stole the show. And stole the show. The dude made a great run, but you're not gonna beat out the Joker. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got nothing to say. Yeah, it's the Joker, man. In idiot iteration. Yeah, and again, I think if we were doing this like top ten, I think Anton Chigurh would make the list of the top ten. But you know, since we're doing an elimination, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got to lose to somebody. Yeah, he's got to lose to somebody. I don't know if he's the greatest of all time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's up there though. All right, moving on. We are going what down to the final four. Oh shit! Oh my god, I can't believe this is moving quickly. All right, here we go. We'll start up top. Hannibal Lecter. Versus Jason Voorhees. Now is the time to, if you have arguments in your back pocket, display them. And Matthew, I'm going to need you to vocalize what you got going on. I don't want to be the deciding vote on all these. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Hannibal versus Jason. Hannibal Lecter versus Jason Voorhees. I mean, God, that's that's so hard, man. Uh, Yeah, they're very different. Yeah, for for vastly different reasons. I will say again, there's there should be an, a, a a factor of just absolute terror regarding this matchup, and so when it comes down to it, I am infinitely more afraid of Hannibal Lecter than I am of Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees is an unstoppable force, but I kind of feel like as long as I can get in my car and get on get on a plane and you know. Amstray. Keep, keep doing that. Just forever. keep going. Yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. Whereas Hannibal Lecter, the dude is so smart and so wealthy and so well connected that there's nowhere I could go to that if he didn't want to just 
turn my colon into a hat, he wouldn't do it, you know? So I got to go with Hannibal Lecter on this. The guy is just utterly terrifying. I'm super inclined to agree. I will say this about what's your point about uh, Hannibal Lecter. You could just get up and go anywhere. That was my only beef with the shark from Jaws is like, what's, what's the name of the family that they terrorize in the, Jaws? The Brodies? Yeah, the Brodies. Yeah. yeah. Like, why didn't you just move to Wyoming? Like, problem solved. Listen, <laughs> like, I had that in my back pocket in case I had to go against Jaws. I'm glad no one else brought it up. Yeah. So we're just going to steamroll right the fuck over that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, just move to some landlocked place. But like, my shark problems are down to zero. <laughs> I don't go to aquariums. None of that shit. <laughs> I'm good. Anyways. You want to go to SeaWorld? Nope. Nope. I'm good. Uh, anyways, yeah, I got to go Hannibal Lecter on this one. It's just sheer terror-wise, man. And Jason is, again, one of the greatest slashers of all time. But to me, man, Hannibal Lecter is just sheer terror. And I'm going to get into all my reasons, but I think he might yeah, be fun. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a super strong contender for I all mean, this. I mean, he's made it into, this is what, Final Four Final now? Final Four, yeah. Holy shit, man. Yep, yep, we're getting there. All right, we will move on to Darth Vader versus Sauron. Damn. What's your fandom? Yeah, this is Oh, like, that's the question? Then yeah. Darth Vader. Fuck those hobbits. I'll say it. <laughs> Samwise Gunji is the realest motherfucker of all time. Though. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... Potatoes. Yeah, that dude rocks. Me. That dude is OG. Boil them, mash them, stick them in the Yes, sir. Uh, for me, honestly, man, just Darth Vader's way too iconic. Like, so, not that Sauron isn't. He stood the test of literary time and everything, but at this point, now Darth Vader has two. And, you know, I understand. It's also, one is in, in control of the army of evil, and so is kind of one. Even though I will say this, the Empire is, for the most part, a pretty well-oiled machine. <laughs> Vader's only a general in their army, and Sauron is literally the head of it. He's like, yeah. But still. I mean, unless you get into Cimmerillion, and then he's like a general in the like cosmic army and whatever. Yeah. But way too much. It's Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, it's Sauron for me because he, he's the head evil dude. He like he creates armies beneath him out of dirt. Out of dirt, yeah. And Vader's got a depending on your canon, either, you know, clones or robots, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but to betray like Sauron was sort of just I don't know. And he's redeemed in the end, isn't he not? Depending. I mean yes, but I mean it isn't that maybe what Makes it a, makes him a better villain is he's able to find redemption at the end. This is who is evil. <laughs> <laughs> who is the yeah, the greater villain? But no, I, I hear both both sides of it. And Darth Vader did kill a bunch of younglings as well. Yep, <laughs> because of sand. <laughs> I don't like sand. I'm gonna do. I killed them. I killed them all. Yeah. Um, not just the men, the women, and the children, and their dogs, and their goldfish. And yeah. Tipped over their potted plants, and I yeah. peed on the rug. It's tough. I I think I gotta go Vader on this one. I think oh. I, what he means to cinema is much more to me than what Sauron means That's a to good cinema. Point. Okay, That's a good you know point. what I mean. That's right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I gotta go Darth Vader into the final four. All right, you hear that scratching? That's me locking it in on paper. All right, this one is actually surprisingly again very evil for very two very different reasons. Uh, we have Thanos versus Amon Goth. Great villains. Great. Man. All, okay. 
I've been sitting on this for a while. I've been trying not to I do it. I haven't seen either of these movies, so I'm going to let you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matthew's going to adjourn. He's not a he's not an MCU guy that much uh, at all. <laughs> all right, this is what I'll say about Eamon Goeth. Eamon Goeth, one, is a real person. And two, but what I was going to say about him is that why he's so terrifying to me as opposed to some of the other like Nazi party members that we had on this list and everything like that. And this is kind of the kicker, is that the joy that he gets from killing these people is what frightens me the most. Mm-hmm. And it's not only that he's just killing them, it's that these people are already put into concentration camps and the joy, like their life is already about as miserable as right. one can possibly be on this planet Earth in a lifetime. And the joy he gets just from fucking with these people and like the sheer joy of just like, there's a scene where he grabs a pistol and he puts it to someone's head and he pulls the trigger and he's just killed everyone else in line. And he goes to the final person and he pulls the trigger and it doesn't click. And then he like takes the gun out and he cleans it, tries it again. And the person's just sitting there just in sheer terror. And this guy's like, dude, do your fucking job. Kill the person. Like it, there's a whole scene where, um, uh, Oscar Schindler goes to Eamon Goeth and he talks to him about what power is. And and Eamon Goeth's whole thing in the movie is like, oh, I have the power whether these people live or die. Mm -hmm. And, Oscar Schindler convinced him, uh, there's a whole scene about, no, pardoning someone is what gives you power. And he's like, to go to someone to say, that, like, I forgive your transgressions and I'm going to let you live, that is power. And so there's this scene where Eamon Goeth is standing in the mirror and he's like kind of peacocking a little bit, kind of, and he's like, I pardon you, I pardon you, I pardon you. And he's like trying he's to practice. a mockery of it. No, 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 he's, he really is trying to take it to heart because he wants to be powerful in in the most every sense of the word whatever little bit of power he can squeeze from Mm. the jewish people which he has subjugated at this point he wants he wants it bad Mm. and then not only does he do that he ends up going later and somebody fucks up and he kind of lets him slide he's like okay and then it happens again he's like i pardon you and then you see him go back and he dwells on it and then he goes back and kills the fucking person And it's like, whoa, this dude is just, he just wants to kill him more than he, like, he is downright absolutely despicable. Um, so that is why he is, to me, and there's several examples like that throughout the film, where he's just a dog shit human being. And it kind of, the movie eventually kind of goes off him and it goes, it focuses more on Oscar Schindler, but he still is a, a real factor in it. But to me, it's just every scene that he's in. There's a scene where he just has a sniper rifle and he's just... Sure. There's a shot like this. This camera follows somebody from like close to his house where he's staying and you hear gunshots and you hear and the person keeps walking and the camera stays with him and then you just see a little boy with his brain matter on the cement or the dirt, whatever, and she just keeps walking and you hear more gunshots and it's just like, is that gunshot for me? Is he just missing or fucking with me? Is he just killing people next to me? Like what is going on? And the fact that he just wants to fuck with people that are already in the worst possible predicament for a sheer belief in the Nazi party, that he is really being the best absolute Nazi he can be, is fucking, to me, gives him the edge over Thanos. But again, body count-wise, Thanos is fucking <laughs> no, no one on the list beats Thanos' body count. Granted, everybody comes back, and even Thanos is a little bit, in a weird way, again, his methods aren't there, but... You know, his heart kind of is in the right place. He ultimately wants to save the world. 
and now that Eternals has come out, and Matthew's about to freak out here, but now that Eternals come out, it's like, did he know about the emergence? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So was he protecting all the planets from the emergence of the Celestials in the first place? Time will tell that. I hope MCU at least considers that when they speak of Thanos and his brother Eros is in it now. They, they have a pretty good tendency of closing right. loops and, and giving you satisfactory answers to issues raised. So, so like, Kevin Feige gets a pass. So was <laughs> Thanos right is now the, the million dollar question. Right, and even right. in like the Hawkeye show, you see a mug that says Thanos was right. It's kind of like the ongoing like thing. So, it's tough, though, man. Thanos is, is the shit. Yeah. And, like, yeah. He, he fucks up. I mean, oh, superheroes. So like, he folds each and every one of them, not only individually, as a group. As a group, in like, turn, two at a time, various combinations. Yeah. It took Tony Stark to get six magic rocks <laughs> to snap him and his army out of existence. Like, that's fucking, like, this dude, when he sets his mind to something, like, you... It's luck has happen. to be on you. Right. Even Doctor Strange said, we've run... What is it? Fourteen million six hundred and five different scenarios. Yeah, different timelines. He's like, "How many do we win?" One. One. Think of the odds of that. So this Maybe. one is really tough. Really tough. the The terror I get from watching Eamon Goth and Schindler's List is very real. Very real. And the enjoyment he gets from things. Thanos in doesn't seem like he's enjoying it. He just seems like he's burdened with purpose. Sure. If that makes any sense. Sure. It. And I'll say this, I, I, I agree with you in terms of <clears throat> Thanos in his at his core believes that what he is doing is the right path for not just him, but for all of humanity. Or, or or all of the universe even. Just he absolutely sees that reality as we know it is coming to an impasse, you know, there resources running finite death and destruction for want of these these, these resources and, and stuff like that. And so the way to do the, the way to bring balance to that is to just, well, if there's less people, there's less wants. There's 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 more resources. Now, why you don't have the magic rocks and just wish for infinite resources, I'll never understand. It seems like a simple fix to me, but what do I know? Uh, but, just, but but like you said, he the, the whole the whole thing with, with Thanos is you're right. He's he's glory. He's burdened with glorious purpose. He 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 honestly believes he's the smartest man in the room. And what's worse is he's the only one who can see who can see the problem and fix it. And so, if not me, then who else? If if I don't have the strength to do what must be done, then we're all fucked. Pure body count. It's pretty 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 tough to beat that. I mean, you beat tri you know decimate trillions with the mere mention of a whim. But like you said, I mean, Eamon Goth is every middle school bully to the nth degree. Given given ultimate power, that's exactly what every middle school bully would be. Is just, you're already in a shitty place. Nobody wants to be there. And somehow or another, they he always finds that way to just dig the knife in just a little bit deeper and just make the situation that much worse no matter what it is i mean literally you're hiding in shit to get away from him yeah you know um and i will say that i feel that aemon goth even though he he may not be as active a a participant in in his particular villainy as thanos is like thanos is very much actively trying to seek the, the stones and take out the avengers and yada 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 the the shadow of Eamon Goth is over that entire movie. Like, 
every single person from Oscar Schindler on down is constantly aware of his presence and exactly how terrifying and maniacal he can be. And that shadow looms really large and really heavy over everyone's actions. So there's a lot to be said for that, I think. Also, I'll, about Eamon Goth, and this is going to be, like, I don't know, maybe controversial, but just bear with me. When weak white men get power, that is some scary shit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm a white dude myself. I just, I've seen it. I mean, I think it's just, like, the fragile male ego of this guy is like, sure. no, I, I finally get to to run, you know, this one thing, this this little camp is mine, and it's like, and it will, I will rule it with an iron fist, and, like, he's really just scared and weak. And then you give a scared man power, like, ugh. Thanos is by no means weak, but that also leans to why he's a great villain. But isn't he Machiavellian? Like Who? Thanos? Thanos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's very much, not necessarily survival of the fittest, but, like, might makes right. And so... I mean, that's not any less evil. <laughs> he no, kills, you're like, right. Trillions of fucking entities in the universe. I mean, by my understanding. Yeah, you, you got it. You got it. Yeah, uh, half of all of existence. I don't know, man. Am, am I the tiebreaker on this one? I, I haven't even really decided. I'm just kind of kicking just out what I'm it, yeah, yeah, trying okay. to hear myself say it because I like to hear myself talk. But no. you want to go ahead and throw it to a vote? Oh man, I, I'll say this one more thing. Um, recognizability you know Thanos takes the cake you know mm-hmm. it's one of the highest grossing films of all time but fuck man um I don't know what do you think man I'm, I'm as I'm much really as gonna, as much as gonna pain me to do this and I, I again I think he's had a really 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 good run um he's a he's a great iconic villain and as much joy as I get from watching his villainy in those movies I gotta give it to I, I can't let Thanos beat out Ammon Goth just because. I, again, I think I think the the impact of just his capabilities and and the things that he might do right. to the populace looms so large over that movie that he he essentially he 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 might not even need to do anything in that movie. It's just the that the abject fear and terror of. Don't let Eamon get you, you know. Yeah. Like that, I, I think that that's that's to be a lot. Like I said, he's 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 the world's most uber, you know, middle school bully, and that's terrifying. Like yeah. it, as, as anyone who's ever been subjected to, to bullying or harassment in, in any form in school, like it's terrifying. Like you can't escape it. You know it's coming, and all you can do is just hope that maybe today you get through and you know, unscathed. And that's, that's really terrifying. Yeah. I think if this was a top 10 list, Thanos would probably be five, but I think I got to go aim and go on this one. Matthew, any thoughts or. No, <laughs> this is where he shocked us all and votes for Thanos. He's like, I love those movies. Yeah. Best movie ever. Um, can I say recently I watched some films of the superhero pr- <laughs> variety, uh-huh. suicide squad, star of the conqueror, Awesome. Nice. Okay. Uh, Peacemaker. Butterflies. Cool. Right. right? Uh, and I just started Doom Patrol. Brendan Fraser. Alan Tudyk. Uh, written by Grant Morrison, mostly. So good. The story literally goes up a donkey's ass within episode two. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So if I'm going to vote, I'm going to throw a die D&D style because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I guess Eamon Goth? Yeah, Eamon, Th- Eamon Goth. Eamon Goth, okay. Kinda, yep. 
All right. Beats Amy. out the Mad Titan. Beats out the Mad Titan. That was that was a good one. That was a really good one. We're getting down to the needy greedy. Perfectly balanced. Yeah, all perfectly things should balanced. be. All right. This next one is uh, two clowns in very different rights. <laughs> we have uh, Joker, the Joker versus Doctor Evil. Okay. <laughs> this is a hard one because again, how do you how do you compare you know whimsy comedic villain versus also a whimsical comedian. <laughs> In a sense, yeah. I mean, listen, Dr. Evil is... He's terrifying in terms of, again, his... his stupidity. His, well, yeah, yeah. Or I would say his ambition. His, right. his, his ambition far exceeds his capability. You know, the, the guy wants to put a laser on the moon or hold the world hostage. He never actually does any of those things. Whereas... In every aspect of the Joker being on screen, if he says he's going to do something, it pretty much happens. You know, uh, you know, a, a few exceptions, but I mean, again, and I've brought this up before, but the the image of the Jack Nicholson Joker throwing a parade where he's he lures in the citizens of Gotham with promise of money and a, and a showdown with the Batman, you know, bread, it's literally bread and circuses. He paints a mustache on uh, prized artworks. Defamation of art, that's pretty, pretty, you know, pretty bad. He's, <laughs> to he a Prince soundtrack. He, which also man. adds cool factor, because if you can get Prince to write your, your soundtrack for you, you're winning in, in life. There's, yeah. you I, I, well, I, I, let's pose that question. Did Dr. Evil, does he have a theme song? He has the score that comes in that's kind of generic. Yeah, the... Whatever it is. He doesn't have Bat Dance, does he? No, no he, he does not have Bat Dance. He does not have the <laughs> These party These are questions, man. right? Like, let's weigh the, the right. like, yeah. memorable... Yeah, I mean, he is the party man. That's a true so. story. Even And even in other iterations of the Joker, like, the, let's say the Heath Ledger version, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, even on a personal level, like, when he's sitting there on the phone and he's got the guy and he's like someone will die or whatever and he like tortures the guy and you hear him laughing like that's very personal that's right. not just like well I'm just gonna blow up a building and I don't see the the death on these people's face like he has no problem seeing it right up close in person mm-hmm. like it's it, it's on a grand scale it's on a personal scale it's like I will go fuck with your family just cause and we're omitting all the comic book stuff just cause there's that's too well, because we're trying to keep yeah. it strictly simple. Strictly let's movie. go. Let's go. Let's weigh even, right? Jack Nicholson comedic version, right? right. Versus Doctor Evil, right? Let, let's do that one, just just for shits and giggles, right? I knew it was going to come down to this. Michael and I had a huge debate as should we decide which iteration of the yeah, Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's all good. No, I'm fine with that. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's just look at them. Yeah, that's like similar style. Right, right. right. Laughing gas, and he watches them laugh themselves to death because it's like this is my party, and my party is uh, funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, he becomes stalker obsessed with Vicky Doctor Vale Evil to the point have that follow through. You know, I good point. Good point. I I gotta lean the joke. I, I'm really surprised Doctor Evil made it to the Elite Eight. Like he he used an insane amount of money to launch himself into space with like a, a big boy mm-hmm. statue, right? That's his level of evil. Right? <laughs> Sharks with laser beams, but like poisoning a crowd of people that are there to adore you because it's fucking funny. That's some evil shit. Yeah. 
Which is the most comics accurate version. That that part of that movie is the most comics accurate thing. I will absolutely argue that Jack Nicholson's Joker is a better Joker than Heath Ledger's Joker. I'll just say it. Not not as well acted, but a better version. Yeah. So, Matthew, I think you raised some good points. I, again, shout out to Dr. Evil. You were a 14 Had a hell of a run. Yeah, I, I gotta go to the Joker on this one. We will pay you your ransom of one million dollars. million dollars. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has come down to this. Uh, the money maker, the everything, what everyone tuned in for. The final four. I'm going to read them off to you first. We have Hannibal Lecter, the Joker, Darth Vader, and Eamon Goth. All right. In our first matchup, we have Darth Vader and Eamon Goth. Damn. This is where all the, yeah. Space Nazi versus actual Nazi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. This is a tough one for me, and I'll tell you why. Because it, it comes down to how do we judge, how do we judge these against each other? Like, right. we, there's, certain, there's certain aspects you have to take into consideration. You know, how iconic is the, is the villain? Body count, you know, their, their impact on the on the heroes' lives and the lives around them, you know, uh, 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 ambition, motivation, ambition, I, you know, personal longevity in terms of movies, you know. Yeah. So there's all these different factors. So for me, this is going to come down to iconography and longevity versus real terror, and and I and I mean that because. Darth Vader, as as legendary as he is, and as recognizable as he is, and the longevity of the movies that he's been in. I mean, Eamon Goth only has been in one movie. However, Eamon Goth was a real dude. And to me, real terror will probably almost always upset fantasy terror, just because that... The, the 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 potential for it to to really happen has already been proven. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, and there's still people, unfortunately, out there that believe whatever bullshit he believed. Unfortunately, those people still exist. Right, right. I don't I don't know too many people that are running around spouting the empire's rhetoric, but there's a lot of fucking Nazis out there that are still hung up on this. So, as much as I hate to do it, I and and Lord help me, I love Darth Vader. He's great. He's He's one of the best villains of all time. He deserved to be in the final four. He was my pick to maybe go all the way. But Eamon Goth, I mean, killed real, actual people. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, and plus, we get a Ray Fiennes when he got eliminated from Voldemort. He, he <laughs> this is his redemption story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew, you got any thoughts on it, man? Or? Uh, I mean, Vader exploded a whole planet That's for right. information. You know, a whole planet and unnecessarily it, it, even already got the information and then yeah, just did it for shits and giggles just to prove his point. Although technically, it was Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> he enjoyed that shit. <laughs> yeah, he was ready to do it. He was yeah. ready to pull the trigger anyway. It didn't matter what she said. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Vader. I. I it's space Nazis fantasy. It's both a fantasy like evil empire situation, and also like he's kind of a Nazi too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say this: what what tips the scales for me is okay. So we got 
how memorable is it? Darth Vader takes the cake on Way that more, one. Right. Body count. Darth Vader definitely takes Pretty the cake on that beat, one. Right? Personal terror. I think Eamon Goth probably takes it there. Okay. But again, Darth Vader... Pretty much just to fuck with Leia was like I'm gonna blow up your planet. Like that's pretty personal. That, that could be that could be yeah. pretty neck and neck. In yeah, terms of yeah. It's, it's depending close. on where you are, you know. Yeah, yeah uh, performance. Uh, I mean, fucking Damon goes. It, like I said, the the fact that he's a real person and that people believe the shit that someone like this still could exist is fucking terrifying. Um, Darth Vader is also just what he represents. It is the evil empire. It is. It's the whole argument is like people don't want freedom, they want order, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, do we? And part of me kind of understands that in a sense. It's like, yeah, I would probably jump through the hoops if shit was going, if it was a well-oiled machine that I was jumping through. Sure. And sure, I'm not sure. saying that's how I feel every day, but, you know, I think we might all kind of relate to that on some point. And he is the, while technically it's like Palpatine or whatever, I think Darth Vader is just like the, he represents so much of that, of like, is he... How evil is it when you're just following orders? Well, he didn't. He didn't do well, this. He, he, he chose to blow up. Right. He, yeah. he is like, following he, he orders, but he yeah. also wholeheartedly believes everything that the emperor is selling. Well, so that's that's what that's I was. Why it's similar fight against the two of them. Right. So they're in a similar position. Yeah. I mean, they both take joy in subjugation and you know murder of innocent people. I mean. Yeah, the point that I was saying that I was that I was going to get at is like when people you hear that all the time. Well, he was just following orders. Well, like. That's still, that doesn't redeem, it's not a redeeming right. fact. Like, oh, well, he was just doing what the emperor said. It's like, well, you could have just force choked that motherfucker. And like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Had all that time to throw him down an elevator shaft. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta go, man, it, this is actually really tough. I think I gotta go Vader. Wow, okay. Yeah. Where is costume in the metric of, like, well, that's, that, that, that's that would be brand recognition. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, the Nazi uniform is unfortunately pretty oh, recognizable yeah, too. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, are you talking yourself out? I right mean, now? no, they didn't have designers <laughs> that fucking worked on that shit, just uh, yeah. like fucking Star Wars did. Like, yeah. you're right. Shout out to Hugo Boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Yeah, it's Vader for me. Yeah, yeah, I think I got to go Vader on this one. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Eamon Goth made a great run. <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he did. In this bracket, I want to be clear on that. In this bracket, <laughs> had a great run. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is the other half of the final four, and then we get down to it. Uh, so Vader is moving on to the finals. This is going to be another a doozy right quick. Hannibal Lecter versus Joker. Damn. Matthew, why don't you start? This? You haven't started off one yet. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, you want me to? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's to the point now where all, all who's discussions. More, who's a more psychopathic thinker, right? Like Inspector Deck, he hangs back and he, he watches you lying and he takes your ass to court, right? Wu Tang Clan, that yeah. good reference. Thank you for that. Inspector so, Deck of all, he doesn't get enough love. No, he doesn't. Um, is it Hannibal or is it Joker? Like, who who will outthink the thinker and who's more psychopathic? Like, Joker is like, oh, I'm the wild card. Oh, you can't guess what I'm doing. But I think Hannibal will. You think so? According to what Matthew just said, just for me to play off that. I think that the second Hannibal realized that this guy is a fucking problem, he would craft his plan just to take him out. He's like, yeah, we're not doing all that, blowing up shit. And he like, didn't eat his brains or his liver. Yeah, or he, I think this, he's smart enough to recognize a threat, and he's like, I'm not going to let you get any more power than you already have. Like, I'm I'm going to find out. Unfortunately, Joker has like underworld connections. Say, kinda, so you think Hannibal Lecter is going to succeed where the Batman failed so many times? Kind of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, Batman has like that limit, right? 
He has that thing, one thing he won't do, and Hannibal don't. He'll Ooh, eat like you. meatloaf. <laughs> no, that that's a really good point though. Hannibal would. That is true. He would. Eat him. He would just cut his throat and and eat his eyeballs for no, he, pleasure. And he yeah. would take great joy in doing. And it. Joker takes advantage of that. Of the fact that Batman, like that's that's Agreed. the whole game to him, which doesn't make it any less evil. I I think Joker wouldn't even see it coming because he'd be so obsessed with the bat that Hannibal eat a brain yeah. the process. So it's interesting how like we've we've considered all these factors of like oh what makes a good villain and then sometimes it just boils down to in our natural events who would win in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> who would eat whose brain? Right. Oh man, this is this is super tough, and I will say this: I think the fact that there's multiple iterations of the Joker works against him in this case. Really? Against him in this case. Yeah, because... Explain. Just... I mean, because there's one consistent Hannibal Lecter. Played by the same actor, very much so. Anthony... There was was another... Yeah, there was like the Hannibal series. Yeah, we're talking movies. I mean, I don't think there was a young Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, there was Red Dragon. No, no, there also was a Hannibal movie where it it literally was his origin story. And he ate brains. Yeah, I know, but that... So, Hannibal is still played by Anthony Hopkins. No, it, in in the in the movie. It's oh, the oh, that was the, the origin one story. Yeah, there were the young kids. Okay, yeah, I take that back. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. And um, he only gets worse the more movies they put out. He only yeah, gets more that's evil. True. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, excluding the one guy that played it, the young kid. <laughs> excluding all these. Other no, 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 no. But again, but there's still more iterations of the Joker than there is of Hannibal. Lecter. That's true. When you say Hannibal Lecter, like, let's just be real. You, it's Anthony Hopkins. When you say the Joker, you're like, well, is it Heath Ledger? Do you like, uh, did you like Joaquin Phoenix? Did you like... So his motives stay consistent, cinematically. It's mm-hmm. Whether they're, they're his own, they change person to person. His M.O. is still very like, oh, it's some Hannibal Lecter shit that he would do. So much so that when they saw a similar M.O. of a different killer, they went to Hannibal Lecter to get that. You know, And it's like nobody can understand this evil quite like you. And there's something to be said for that, that it's, you're respected amongst the quote-unquote good guys enough to be like, hey, let me holler at you real quick right. and pick this your is brain. The, this is the expert opinion, yeah, the, the expertise yeah. we need. Yeah, there's something to be said about that when you have the CIA being like, you're the most evil fuck we know and you're also the most brilliant. <laughs> like, what, what do we do here? And it's like, oh, I'll tell you, but you're going to play my game and it's still on my terms. Right. I mean, Joker is, is a fascinating character, but I mean, I, I just think... See, I would argue that the Joker having different iterations works to his advantage because you get to choose your flavor. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't like this particular iteration of the Joker or this particular version from this movie, hey, just wait four to five years. We're going to bring him right back. We're going to give you a flavor that's that's going to be more akin to your taste. You know? That's fine. So, I don't know. Like, I, for me, just in terms... It, it comes down to which one is a better villain compared to which one has more uh has has longer legs has has more recognizability and better brand recognition and i really got to go with the joker on this one i mean i don't see too many people too many kids dressing up you know as hannibal lecter for yom kippur so see a lot of jokers out there though yeah I mean, it's tough, though, because if we're just looking body count, then, yeah, he definitely wins it. You know, if we're just looking at longevity, like, yeah, he definitely wins it. The Oscar. I mean, I'll given this, Hannibal Lecter does it with much more style and grace, much more charisma. But the Joker just, he's too big. He's, he's, he's too recognizable. Shit. What you think, Matthew? Oh, man. 
Oh shit. Because um... I'm I'm leaning towards Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. at the moment. Just I'll just put mine out there. I'm leaning towards Hannibal Lecter at the moment. But I think this this when it comes down to the final four, we can't just be like two versus one. We need to have a little bit. Uh, fuck. Um... It's tough. I know. Yeah, it's really, really, really both hard. Both of them won Oscars yeah, for it's a role. Really hard. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, what iteration of the Joker do you use versus like it's Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. <laughs> I, so much so I forgot the other movie existed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'd be hard to not vote for Anthony Hopkins, like in anything. Uh, I think it's the Joker, and. The reason is, in some versions, he, he's such a chaotic personality that maybe Hannibal Lecter can't figure him out. So, Joker? I think maybe Joker. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, Hannibal did get caught, and Joker will always get out. I mean, technically so did Hannibal. I mean, so did Hannibal. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's really tough. Yeah, they're really hard characters. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities on this. Um, yeah, I still think I'm leaning Hannibal Lecter. I mean, again, it's it's the final four, so it's like anyone who moves on has certainly earned their spot. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, we, yeah, yeah. All the show nuffs and the Kurgans and all they're all weeded <laughs> out at this point. We're talking real deal, you know. Um, yeah, I think maybe it's because when I was just younger or whatever like that when I saw it, maybe that's p- playing a factor, but I still, I still think Hannibal Lecter... Frighten me more. Okay. Personally. Yeah. I think I think he's a better villain. In the fact that, like, is he on your side? Is he not on your side? Joker's kind of clear cut. Like, he's not, Joker's not the type of really, like, in, in small, at least cinematically. Um, he's not like, hey, let me use you for my advantage. And then. He's not playing both sides. Not, not in the middle. movies. Not in the movies. Right. In the comics, he does that all the time. I'll use you for a little bit, and then I'm going right. to backstab you. Like, in the movies, he's pretty much so just like, hey, you're on my way. I'm going to shoot you. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, whatever. Right. Hannibal is like, is this guy, like, even Clarice is kind of like, how much is this guy really fucking with me? Right. Like, you know, so I, the uncertainty of it, again, I think cinematically, Joker is an agent of chaos, which also, I hate when they say this in the movie. I'm not trying to get into it. He's like, do I look like a guy with a plan? And then he has a plan for everything. Which, like, <laughs> thank you, Chris Nolan, for that. I'm like, yeah, you do, actually. I, I feel like Hannibal is somebody that, it, like, if he was in the Batman franchise, that... Detect uh, uh, Gordon would go to him to help solve the Joker problem. Sir, I want to buy your comic book. That's actually <laughs> wow. Yeah, you no, should I do that. A mashup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hannibal Lecter meets Batman. I would read the shit out of that. Yeah, like the CIA is not typically like in none of the movies. Like the CIA or FBI hasn't gone to Joker and be like, "Help me find." The penguin. <laughs> like, like, hey, your ass needs to stay right the fuck where you're at. The less you say is more. Like, you know, great. Yeah, I, I got to go Hannibal on this one. Just because of the uncertainty of, like, he's he's so well-respected even in the, the quote-unquote good guy community yeah. that it's like, uh, that com- he commands respect. I think Joker, I, I don't know, Joker might even be scared of him because, like, he eats people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even Joker does have some weird lines that show up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes... I don't know. I'm kind of split on this, honestly. Like, for real. <laughs> what, you're a Joker and you're a Hannibal? Yep. yep. Oh, I'm the tie? Yeah. It's not fun, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, Hannibal will eat you with fiber beans. I'm going to go Hannibal. Oh. Hannibal Lecter, moving on from the Joker. That was a tough one. That applause, was applause, well applause. Joker. That was applause 
My well, claws all the way around. I know how you got those scars. He yeah. will help the cops catch Joker and then eat somebody in the process. And Find escape. Way, yeah, and escape simultaneously on a plane to, like, Paraguay or something. Yeah, or Cuba, wherever or Cuba or wherever. Or Cuba, I think he does go to Paraguay, actually. The, the, yeah. Or, yeah. Something, who knows? <laughs> who knows, man? All right, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the final. We have gone through 64 opponents. And only two remain. This is the championship match. And we'll see you next time on the W. <laughs> <laughs> Three more months. No, it's fine. Uh, it is Hannibal Lecter versus Darth Vader. And this is this was actually on my prediction of who it might come down to. I, I had a feeling. I actually tried to prevent that, but yeah. I was like, it's gonna be Did you <laughs> it's gonna be one of four people. It's like No, we not like we plotted it, but we definitely like had a in, in setting in setting up the bracket. We had an idea of like, yeah, I got a feeling it's, it's Lakers gonna... again. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it's like when you have, I mean, Hannibal Lecter, Darth Vader. It's like these two are here for a reason, right? You right, know, right, even right. the final four, if you look at it, you know, Amon Goth, Hannibal Lecter, Joker. It's like, geez, you know, working your way backwards, you can, except for a shoot, a couple upsets, it all kind of makes sense. I mean, listen, Caster Troy going over. Agent Smith to me was the upset of all upsets. I can't believe that I convinced you guys. You didn't you guys convince are me. Patsies. You didn't convince me. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, let's get down to it. Uh, we can we can recap later. Um, yeah, Hannibal Lecter versus Darth Vader. Uh, this is whew. start it off, man. This is the Go most ahead. different matchup of all time. Uh-huh. I'll say this: I think what Darth Vader represents is far more evil than Hannibal Lecter. Just in the fact that it is the evil empire. You know, and like, sure, I, I would argue that Hannibal Lecter, and I'm, this is just me playing devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah. I'm, I, I would, I, I would argue that Hannibal Lecter represents the madness of man, in terms of like how depraved can one individual go, which is equally terrifying. You know, the, the unstoppable war machine is one thing, but the act of a singular madman can also be equally terrifying. Yeah, and, and to go back to it a little bit in the sense of the Joker uh, versus Hannibal Lecter a little bit, not to backtrack, but to take something from the Joker element, they share so many elements in the sense of like, Hannibal Lecter usually gives somebody all their wildest desires before like he's going to fulfill whatever like, oh, like even when I guess Gary Oldman when he was uh, like in the, the second movie, uh, Hannibal, mm-hmm. yeah, like he... He, like, spoiled this dude rotten or whatever. Like, gave him all these sexual fantasies and desires. Like, all these orgies and stuff. And then he, like, made him eat his own brain later and disfigured his face just for fun. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of, like, fulfills those wildest desires in you. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to take all that away. And Darth Vader's just like, he's, he's fuck c- your planet. He didn't have the high ground, though. Vader did <laughs> No, he did not. He that's was. the question. Who has the high ground in this? Because that's going to be the determinant factor. We see how that works out. Yeah. Uh, Again, I think Hannibal Lecter, respectable, because even if you think you're using him, he's always using you. And he's, he, with Clarice and with um, the Ed Norton character, uh, Graham, I think is his name, in, uh, uh, in Red Dragon, he's constantly subtly pumping you for information to learn your weakness and then eventually he's going to turn it he's going to 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 stab you in the back with it when you least expect it and that's pretty conniving and pretty patient like it's 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 really impressive for a villain that is willing to play the long game and 
play on your fears and your suspicions and maybe this little bit of information is real and maybe it's not and you're constantly questioning whether or not my motives are, are in your best interest or my own best interest. Um, whereas Vader is literally just the strong arm of a military, just just force and fear made rot, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's two very different villains, man, uh, for two very, very different reasons. One is much more psychological. The other is very much more um, overall fear of, of of the inevitable in terms of just oppression. And, and, and you know, it, again, it's, it's a Nazi send-up, yeah. uh, you know. Damn, dude. So really what it's going to come down to me, for me, is... Who is more recognizable and who is, who has the longevity of, of films behind them and it's got to be Vader. Just as, as, as good as Anthony Hopkins is at being Hannibal Lecter, Darth Vader will always be a much more iconic villain. And I have to pay homage to that, so I'm going to go with Darth Vader. Hard decision. I don't. I don't like it, but yeah. I have to. You make some. Uh, you make some really valid points there. Um, yeah, it's. I, I keep throwing this out there, but it's what Darth Vader did for cinema. That was like, as a child, the first mm. big bad that I remember, and like the the whole breathing thing. Everything's so memorable. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's it's the whole. Darth Darth Vader does his bidding on such a larger scale than Hannibal Lecter, but again, I don't always know which one's more more frightening. Like, who would I rather interact with? I'd much rather interact with Darth Vader. Like, he's gonna choke me till I give him information, then he'll kill me. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hannibal, Hannibal might... Lecter, he's gonna play the long game and torture you and yeah. string you along, you know, like a cat playing with a you know disemboweled mouse or something like that. Yeah. So, like personally, like I said, I, I'm just the type of person that's like, hey, just. Here's the information. There you go. You can kill me now. Shoot me in the space. Whatever it is you got to do, boss. Like, because I want these cheeseburgers. Yeah, I'm not gonna fight you. Like, you just for, like force choke me. Like Hannibal Lecter, he he has a field day of people that fancy themselves thinkers. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you do. You think you're a smart person? Okay, let's <laughs> play chess. Yeah, and it's not even. It's and I'm gonna let you just like I'm just gonna fuck with you. And, I'm, and oh to no, me, my pawn. You got my pawn. Yeah, and it's it's hilarious to him on some level. Like the true sociopathic nature of it all. Is just like holy shit! Like you're playing chess and he's playing Master Chef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that you're, you're right. In, in like in a weird way, like you're not even playing the same game that he's yeah. playing. Like yeah. he's he's already moved on to some other shit, and you won't know about it until. Whoops! What web is this that I found myself caught in? Yeah. Oh, there goes my face. Yeah. Um. But again, I'm sticking with Vader. <laughs> yeah, no, it's again. I don't think there's any wrong answer here. They're so they're both so fucking good. I think the only reason I'm going to go in this, and it's not Darth Vader's fault by any means. Again, what he represents is very real in this world. But the idea that Hannibal Lecter is grounded in reality mm-hmm. is a little bit more terrifying. I, I did bring that up with Aim and Goth, and I knew you were going to use that. No, against me. <laughs> I, I was waiting on, on Hannibal Lecter to use it. Don't worry. Um, but again, it's it's not anything against Darth Vader. Like, does it split again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Oh man, this hey, is, so but you this know what? Is, this is, this is why we brought you in. This is this is the deciding factor. So. Yeah, this is super hard, right? So, like Hannibal Lecter, when you watch that movie for the first time, you don't realize that 
he's the bad guy, right? Right. He's not really the bad guy. It's Buffalo Bill, right? Right, sure. In the story of it, right? Even though in the end he ends up being the big bad. I I would... Vader is, um, from the get-go, shown as the bad guy, even though story-wise you know he's not. He's just a general in the army, and it's all about Palpatine. So, like, it's kind of... A, a little swapped, right? Because, like, Hannibal is the story really bad guy, even though it tries to make a toss at It's about Buffalo Bill. Like, he has more screen time than Hannibal Lecter, I think, probably. Vader has way more screen time than Palpatine does. And is also way more iconic. Yeah. Um, It's... No, I, I hear you. I hear you on that one. And even then, it's like, I guess, Hannibal Lecter, even though it is Buffalo Bill in the one movie, you know, what he does is still fucking outright evil. Even within, if we're just looking at Silence of the Lambs, take out Red Dragon, take yeah, out yeah, Hannibal. Yeah. If you just look at Silence of the Lambs, even though he's not the big bad guy, he still wears a dude's face to escape. You know what I mean? Like Correct. So so he he does, in a sense, overshadow Buffalo Bill, but you're right. It's, it's not till much later in the movie that you realize, like, Oh shit! It's, this guy this is, is real deal. really about Hannibal Lecter and not about Buffalo right. Bill. Well, Vader, it's like, oh, Vader, he's so evil. Palpatine's the real bad guy, right? Like right. he—he's the Imperial dickhead, right? Um, <laughs> That's the official title, Imperial yeah, Dickhead. <laughs> um, this is hard. Um, Vader does blow up a whole planet. <sighs> Hannibal's just about eating people, like it. It all serves whatever happens. It's all like <laughs> I ate someone's liver in the end, and then I was fled to Cuba. And like, look how much smarter I am. <laughs> yeah, he's he's narcissistic and sociopathic on a level, you know. And then Vader has that re- redemption quality to him that Hannibal never gets. He kind of does at the end of the second movie, where he kind of like I guess him and Clarice hook up. I guess they make. Him I don't think they they don't I hook up, but he he. He agrees to leave her alone, basically. Yeah, well, they still hook up. In, and then he cut off his own... Then he well, kind of... Well, we're not talking about the book. But he does cut off his, his own hand because at the end of the movie, she's uh, handcuffed to him. She's like, I'm not going to let go. And he cuts off his own hand to leave. So he does make a sacrifice in order to... He could have just as easily killed her. So he does redeem himself in terms of he finds value in another person on a small level he redeems just so that he can eat somebody though like the the whole he he chops his own hand off so that he can leave her and go eat someone else yeah it's not and and vader like in the end he's like i'm your pappy and he's like no it's not true he's like no it's totally true and then he dies and he's like oh that's my pappy (laughs) hannibal never gets that (laughs) he just wants to eat somebody with farva beans and a nice Chianti. And then a Chianti is like, what's more evil? Yeah. It's it's tough. Like I said, on this one, I don't. we're, we're going to be definitive because this is what it is. But uh, yeah, man, I think we got to decide here. It comes down to it. I mean, I'm going Vader. I, it, it's got to be and Vader. If you're me. still on Hannibal. Uh, yeah. Fucking shit. <laughs> Again, so all that yeah. rambling just to bring us right back around to... There's, there's no wrong answer, I don't think. I there just, is a wrong answer. I, I'm going to go Anthony Hopkins. Oh, my God. It's it's in the books now. I'm not going to make Matthew second guys. Get the fuck out of here. He eats people. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... 
he earned it. it. That's that's how the bracket goes. I think you are all, all a mistake. Like Godzilla would 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 have won if I like if I had saying <laughs> like come and get it like radioaction fucking breath all over you. You, you can't stand it. You can't do it. What, what you gonna do? Shark yeah. me up? No. <laughs> Shark me so, up. All right. To recap, real quick, Hannibal Lecter has defeated Darth Vader in the championship. That was a well Listen, fought match, guys. Well done. This yeah. is good showing all around. So here at the What You've Been Watching podcast, we have decided that uh, Hannibal Lecter is the, the greatest movie villain of all time. Set in stone. Write it down, ladies and gentlemen. We, we've done all the hard work for you here on the podcast. And out from the ring, fucking with the chair, comes uh, the Nazi from Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> out from the back comes show enough. Now, to your point, though, if it was up to me, I'd be like, if it's just my favorite, I'm like, well, fucking show enough. From last, of all these chumps, the show enough. He's just an asshole. But yeah, it's a, uh, again, there were so many of them that weren't, like, there's no wrong answer. Like, you can make a strike. If somebody came up to me and said, oh, I think Darth, Darth Vader's the greatest movie villain of all time. I'd be like, yeah, that, that's reasonable. It's not like way out of left field. If somebody said Hannibal Lecter, would be like, yeah, okay. Right. Joker, I'd be like, eh, maybe comic book. But Listen, I mean, as far as the final four goes, I think that it's pretty hard to argue with any of those choices. And they earned their, their merits. You know, it, say what you want, but listen. Evil is in his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dr. Evil had the surprise run of the tournament. So, um. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for the What You've Been Watching podcast, the official Villains Bracket. Uh, I am the Marvelous Mike Dudley signing off. Please, if you have comments, questions, concerns, reach us. Uh, please reach us at what you've been watching podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook at Dudley Bros Podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, sir. I just want to sign off. MD3 checking out. I want to thank our guest, Matthew Dudley, for coming on and helping us decide. Hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything you want to plug, brother? Put yourself out uh, there. Just hit me up on Instagram, uh, MK Dudley Art. That's where I'm at. Hit me up. If I make have... a bunch of weird shit. I do tattoos, make art, dog portraits. Uh, don't send me weird fucking photos of dumb shit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, no dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll cross the line on dick pics. Some, maybe, maybe tasteful dick pics. Maybe tasteful. No. If they're really tasteful. Really tasteful. I mean, yeah, at least some glitter. Something. I don't know. You know, shows it up a little yeah. bit. Anyways. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, uh, no appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you so much fun. for this. Go watch a movie. Go talk about it with somebody. <laughs>